Thank you for tuning into the HAE Speaks podcast. This podcast is brought to you thanks to the support of the Hereditary Angioedema Association, a patient advocacy organization serving the needs of the HAE patient and caregiver community. My name is Missy, and I'm going to be your host for today. I live near Cincinnati, Ohio, with my husband, Mike, and our three kids, Stephen, who is 14, Oliver is seven, and Abby is six. I'm a caregiver for Mike and Abby, who both have HAE. Very short after Mike and I started dating, I learned that he had HAE, which then he and his family called it hives. He mostly stayed home in bed for three days during attacks. At that time, there was no safe, approved medications to treat HAE. While Mike knew that he had HAE, there was very little the doctor could do for him. He would wait out attacks in bed or on the couch. Also, we were not 100% sure what caused Mike's attacks, so it was a constant guessing game. So for me, in my mind, I was thinking HAE, challenge accepted. I was determined. Well, Mike called it nagging, but that's not how I remember it. I remember I was highly determined to find out more about HAE and what I could do to stop the attacks from coming. Since back then, there were no HAE meds to treat throat attacks or any attacks, really. I created, and I still have all of them, very large binders where I literally wrote everything that happened to Mike each day. What detergent I was using, what shampoo, body wash, foods we ate, how I made that food, who he was around. I was searching and trying to find something that I could change for him, something that I could correct that would take all the attacks away. I did this for years and years, not one single connection. I can remember back when I was pregnant with Stephen. We were remodeling our house and Mike had to run to Home Depot for new interior doors. When he got back to the house, I could see instantly that something was not right. When he stepped out of the truck, I came over to him and asked, what's wrong? In a high-pitched, squeaky voice, he said, nothing. Then I promptly replied with, you're talking like Mickey Mouse. Your throat is swelling. So, of course, now I'm panicked. I wanted him to stop carrying doors into the house and call the doctor. He refused and refused. I called his friends that lived close and knew that he had HAE to come by and talk some sense into him. I called his parents, still refused to quit working because he knew there was nothing the doctors could do to treat him. After a while, he finally agreed to call the doctor. This is 2005, no real HAE medication at this time. The doctor on call had not treated an HAE patient himself but prescribed Mike a rescue treatment for allergic swelling, which we now know is ineffective for treating HAE swelling. And so to the pharmacy we headed. The pharmacist gave us a syringe. I literally stared back at her in disbelief. Shock. I'm really not sure. I asked, and what am I supposed to do with this? Silence aren't you going to give this to him? Now, she was just as shocked as I was. 
both of us looking at each other to the syringe and back to Mike, who was not so quietly fuming in the chair near the pharmacy counter. The pharmacist said, you're going to have to inject him. Wait, what? I have to inject him? Now Mike's grumbling became worried and shocked. The pharmacist told me I needed to give this to him in his leg and through his jeans. Look, these are Wrangler jeans. You know, the kind with the little patch on the back pocket? Thick jeans. Jeans that do not tear or wear through very easily. Oh, and she added, and you have one chance. There's no refills on this prescription, so get through those jeans. Great. Wonderful. <sighs> I took a deep breath, kneeled before him, said a small prayer, then raised my arm way above my head and slammed the injection into his leg. Mike, of course, screamed and said, still with the Mickey Mouse voice, great, now my leg's going to swell, which I can tell you his leg did not swell from that, luckily. Once we arrived at the hospital, one doctor came in to talk to us after giving him another large dose of a rescue treatment for allergic swelling, which still did not work, and Mike did not react very well to, finally telling us he was not comfortable giving Mike a trach. Thankfully, that doctor convinced Mike to get on the helicopter and be transferred to another hospital that was more equipped to handle situations like this. They told me I was not able to ride with him, but I was able to walk out into the helipad and see him off. They gave me directions and the name of the hospital. I ran as fast as I could to my car, headed for the highway. Once we arrived, he was being treated with fresh frozen plasma in hopes that the blood he was being given had the protein his body was lacking. And to my surprise, he was looking better, not worse as I had expected. They wheeled in another bed in his room because this pregnant girl was exhausted, emotional, my feet and legs were swollen, and I was refusing to leave his side. Later, as Mike was looking better and better, I was told that a doctor from the University of Cincinnati had taken the call when they tried to transfer Mike there. This doctor got on the phone and stayed on the phone the entire night with the flight crew and the doctors at the hospital treating Mike. This doctor was explaining what HAE was, all that he knew about HAE, and the treatments he was using to ease the swelling. Truly, this doctor saved my husband's life that evening, and I will forever be thankful for all that he does for us and his patients. As we were leaving the hospital later that next day, Mike said, that doctor saved my life. I think we should make an appointment with him and see what he has to say. And that moment, my friend changed everything HAE related for our little family. Mike was actually willing to go see and listen to a doctor, which was huge back then. But we all have our pace and we all have our own aha moment or that moment when it just clicks. For everyone, this moment is different, and that's okay. There is no right or wrong, no too fast, no too slow timing, as long as we all get there. Now, 
I could tell you story after story of the times he swelled and where and all the times we spent in the hospitals, me trying to nap in the uncomfortable chair next to his hospital bed just to rush home the next morning, shower and rush to work and act like all was right in the world. This was my routine week after week for years. Since then, we have come a long, long way with medication and treatment. No, I don't log his every move anymore, but I have found new ways to care for Mike. Being there. Being there during doctor's appointments, during treatments, hospital trips for drug studies, and as always, those overnight stays in the hospital during attacks. Just because there was a treatment did not mean Mike did not have attacks, but the treatment did help. And the more time went on, the more I asked questions. At doctor's appointments, at local HAE dinners, I had questions. Everyone did. Back then, I was still very determined to help Mike reach a point where the attacks were less and less, if not altogether gone. When the day came and treatment was available to self-infuse at home, I was trained to infuse Mike's medication. This was a huge step for us. I was glad to be able to help him with his medication safely, and I did not have to try and inject through Wrangler genes. When? It was great to know I was playing an important role in his treatment. This also allowed us to start traveling further and further from home. Once I was trained to infuse him, we went to Frankfurt, Germany for 10 days, which without the help of his HAE doctor and medication that I could give him, that trip would never have been possible. Looking back, I can see how my role as a caregiver has changed through the years, from being the one who documented everything, to being trained to give infusions, and then watching and cheering as he was able to self-infuse as better and more effective medication became available. All the while being there emotionally for him and being the voice when he was unable to speak for himself. Sometimes my role changed week by week. I was quickly able to give Mike what he needed. Even if it was just to be there, someone sitting next to him at the hospital. During drug studies to improve HAE medications, but all the while being there for Mike during attacks. I was also caring for Stephen and giving him reassurance that everything is going to be okay. Stephen was shuffled around a lot as a young child since Mike was frequently in the hospital. Stephen would often go to sleep in his bed and wake up at grandma's house. Taking a young child into the hospital during the night was not the best scenario, but we all adapted and we are so very thankful for the treatments we have today. So for today, I want to give you a brief insight into my life as a caregiver. But you may wonder, why am I telling you this story? All of us, each and every one of us has a story or many stories to share. My story that I shared today is likely very similar to some of your stories. But I, for one, take comfort in knowing that I am not the only one that has gone through tough situations. Also, I like hearing others share their stories of situations they have been challenged with and conquered. So when I'm faced with that challenge, I have something to reference. What went well? What did not? We each want to know that we are not alone in this. 
as a patient or a caregiver. Within the last decade, we now have many treatment options for HAE, each working a little differently for patients. I encourage each and every one of you to speak with your doctor and decide the best and safest plan for treating HAE. Everyone should have a plan in place. If you are searching for an HAE doctor in your area, please do not hesitate to contact the HAEA health team. Troyce, Sally, and Lois can help you find a doctor. In my story, I spoke about drug studies, and if you're willing or just want to find more information about upcoming HAE drug studies, reach out to John and the HAEA team for the latest information. You can always find their contact information at HAEA.org. Maybe participating in drug studies is not quite for you. Perhaps joining the scientific registry is something you would be interested in. Contact Sherry. She can help you get started. There are many people living with HAE that have not had their aha moment. Every day, someone is diagnosed with HAE. All the information they are reading and receiving can be overwhelming. Listening to real patients and real caregivers share their story, it could be their aha moment. The moment they were finally given an accurate diagnosis. Maybe their first flight with an HAE medication. Whatever that story is, I can promise you, someone is wanting to hear that story and feel confident stepping on that plane after listening or just knowing where to start on their path of HAE. If you would like to share your story, reach out to the HAEA. You could change the lives of others. But for today, I wanted to leave you with a quote. You have always had the power, my dear. You just had to learn it for yourself. From The Wizard of Oz. Thank you for tuning in today to the AJE Speaks podcast. But I want to send a huge thank you to the AJEA for their support of the AJE Speaks podcast. Also to Michael G for the music and Michael C for the editing of the podcast. Please hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so you can be notified when the new podcast becomes available. For more updates about our podcast, or if you just want to connect with the AJEA community, please follow us on Facebook or Instagram at AJEA. Also, please check out our youth-created and produced podcast at Beyond AJE. For more information on AJE, please visit the website, AJEA.org. Mm-hmm.